The election is tomorrow. Democrats are flipping out, as they should. But just in case you're still not sure who you're going to vote for in certain races, there have been dozens and dozens of dozens and dozens of debates between the Democrats and the Republicans. Let's listen to what the Democrats actually have to say and what they stand for in their own words. I love when I do podcasts like this. They're so easy for me because I don't have to say much. This is Gene, and you're listening to Dumbasses Talking Politics. Hey, hey, this is Gene. Welcome back to Dumbasses Talking Politics. All right, well, we've got a lot today. So the RNC, the RNC research account on Twitter came up with a great thread that basically showed a lot of most of the uh, debates that went on throughout throughout the last month. And I thought it would be interesting to actually play some of these. Now, this will be probably the last time I deal with the election. I may not be on the podcast tomorrow because I actually do watch the elections quite carefully, even though, to be honest with you, I've got more stories. So I, I might do a shorter podcast tomorrow, but I, I, I do have to go vote. I do vote. I do go to the election site. I vote in person. Uh, hey, well, I didn't, never got my mail-in ballot, so I've got a feeling there's there might be some tricky-dicky tomorrow. It's going to be interesting to find out when I get there. Oh, you voted already. I, 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 yeah, we're going to see how that works out. But anyway, I decided to go through this, this thread by RNC Research and go through all of the different things that were said. And when you hear what the Democrats are saying, you can tell why they're going to get smoked tomorrow. And they're going to get smoked tomorrow. Now, let's talk about what it means. Everyone's talking about a red wave. Okay, what, what does that exactly mean? And I looked this up and found out that a red wave technically is going to be Republicans win at least 30 seats in the House and at least two seats in the Senate. The polling, and most of my polling numbers I get from 538, because 538 is a little bit more legitimate than, let's say, Quinnipiac, which also which admits that they poll higher for Democrats than they do for Republicans. Um, they admit that. 538, they're a little bit more accurate. The only difference is they still poll higher for Democrats. And what we've also found is that a lot of a lot of Republicans who are polled don't typically answer, or they don't answer honestly. So you got to take all the polling, even from 5:38, with a grain of salt. So what uh, has been defined as a red wave would be 30 House, 30 seats in the House of Representatives. If we take 30 seats, to be honest with you, it's looking from all I've read, from all I've seen. It's looking like it's probably going to be 35 to 40 seats. Uh, but 30 seats in the House, and then we gain the Senate by a margin of 52 to 48, which means I think we need to win two seats. All right, two to four seats. Now, looking at the, looking at the polls, looking at the polls, it looks like we're going to take Georgia. It also looks like Virginia is a toss-up. It also looks like Pennsylvania is a toss-up, which 
with John Fetterman running as the Democrat, I'm shocked that it's even a toss-up. Arizona and Nevada look like toss-ups. I mean, there's a very good chance we're going to take four seats tomorrow in the Senate. Now, to give you an example, the Senate for me is the most important one because they're the ones that elect judges. And I really would like a Republican. I would really like a Republican Senate. I don't really care about the House, even though the House is going to be a landslide tomorrow. There's no, there is no question we're taking the House tomorrow. But it's the Senate I'm a little worried about. I'd like to take the Senate just to control who gets a judgeship in this country, especially a Supreme Court judge. Contenji uh, I, I, Brown Jackson, what a disaster of a judge she's going to be on the Supreme Court. Well, let's control that a little bit. But it's looking really good. It, to give you an example of how bad it was for Republicans, for the Senate, at one point about a month and a half ago, um, the pollsters had said that there's a 75% chance that the Democrats were going to hold the Senate. And it's only because the Republican candidates were weak and uh, there weren't a lot of Senate uh, elections going on because they go on a six-year cycle. Now, those same pollsters are saying there's a 54% chance that Republicans are going to take the Senate. So that's good. That's good. Not real high, not comfortable, but it's good to see that. Again, pollsters have been wrong. Let's look at 2016. So we want to take everything... Uh, we want to take everything with a grain of salt. But let's go through all of these uh, these sound bites. And I'm not going to say much at the end of them. I'm just going to say, okay, here we go. This is what you want. So the first one is Minnesota Representative Angie Craig. And you know what? She's sending a pretty bad message. Let's listen to her. So she'll stand up for she'll never stand up to she'll never stand up to big pharma and she will always ignore her constituents. That's basically what what she said. The question was it a gaffe? I don't think so. I think she just said the truth by accident. So it's kind of a gaffe, but it's not because I think she meant it. Let's face it. She supported vax mandates with that with a vaccine that is dubiously effective and was never tested, and those vaccines made Moderna and Pfizer billions of dollars, given to them by the government using our tax dollars. By the way, here's a little FYI. Sweden has banned use of the vaccines for anyone under 30 years old. Why are we still doing that? Well, anyway, here's Oregon gubernatorial candidate uh, Tina Kotek uh, with her solution to the drug crisis in Portland. I love when Democrats do this. How about figuring out a plan to get these people off of drugs? Maybe stop legalizing all this crap. These these places that she's talking about, they've been tried before. They don't work. Been tried in San Francisco, been tried in New York. They, they don't work. Okay, well, anyway, here's Senator Mark Kelly. I can't remember where Mark Kelly Oh, he's from uh, Arizona. He's the current senator that they're being challenged by, um, being challenged. 
by who is it that's challenging him? Uh, by uh, Blake Masters, and he has he has said that he's been a border protector for Arizona ever since he was elected. Blake Masters absolutely roasts him. Mark Kelly doesn't give a damn about the border. He's never given a damn. He's never said anything to Joe Biden about it. He's never walked in and and and, and by the way, him him being in office for 50 years, him, for Joe Biden being in office for 50 years, it does show you that a politician can be worthless. All right? Mark Kelly has done nothing for the border. He doesn't care about the border. All right? Democrats Democrats have to realize they need to learn something here when it comes to the border, when it comes to illegal immigration. Most people, including immigrants, want lower illegal and legal immigration. Legal immigration. They think we're taking, a lot of people, including myself, think we take in too many people as it is. This is never a good way, a never good stance. It's never a good platform when it comes to immigration because most people want less. But this guy again, he's just flat out lying. And good for Blake, uh, good for Blake Masters for pointing it out. By the way, Masters is in a statistical tie in the data orbit. He's down by one, and Masters is down by four when it comes to research. So uh, he he he, it's going to be close, and it's all kind of it's a statistical dead heat in that race. Okay, here's brain damage John Fetterman complaining about the Supreme Court again. Yeah, that's what you want from a senator. Someone who doesn't support the institutions created by the Constitution. Yeah, but there'll be more on Fetterman later, and I've already played that clip before, but we'll play it again. Here's Governor uh, Gretchen Whitmer of Michigan just lying about her COVID policy. And by the way, everyone called this an absolute lie. Listen. She kept kids out of school. She kept schools closed for almost two years. This is a blatant lie. I mean, how else can I call it? And she still supports, runs with the teachers union. They were, there was talk they were going to keep the schools closed this year. Oh my Lord. And of course she got jumped on. There was no question. Three years, three months. Are you on crack? Well, here, here's something 
Raphael Warnock is lying about, too. So there's a big scandal, which nobody's covering, where Raphael Warnock has, through his church, the church owns apartment buildings. And those apartment buildings are dilapidated. They're, they're just garbage buildings. Well, the people who live in those buildings are low-income churchgoers to his church. Well, they've been evicting those churchgoers. One churchgoer was evicted because she was late by $28. She, she owed $28 and they evicted her. Meanwhile, Raphael Warnock gets a $7,400 a month housing stipend from the church that he runs. This should have been a major, major, major scandal, and it wasn't. It was just ignored. Well, anyway, let's listen to him try and answer that, and Herschel Walker, his buddy, Herschel Walker, the Republican running, who's a crap candidate, he slaps him right down. Yeah, you know, Warnock has a lot of skeletons in his closet. For example, in 2018, when he was elected, he was actually under investigation for beating his wife or running over her foot with a, with a car. This is not a good man. And he's done absolutely nothing while he's been in the Senate. Okay, let's, let's talk about Kathy Hochul now, the governor of New York. Um... She's a, oh by the way the that is a dead heat in in Georgia. Uh, Herschel Walker is actually up right now, but it is within the margin of error. And basically, what you can come about come out with that is that he's probably going to win because uh, again these polls show mostly Democrat support. Yeah, he's up by four. He's, yeah, he's up by one. Okay, so let's look. Go to Kathy Hochul because she's a she's a just wonderful human being. Uh, she's talking about uh, how she feels about having to fire all those people for not getting vaxxed. Yeah, her answer is precious. Okay, here's the reality. She'll never do it again. She has no say. COVID could come back tomorrow, and she has no say to do that. You know who said that? The New York Supreme Court. Now she has to rehire everybody back to who she fired and pay them almost a year, six months back pay. Yeah. And by the way, something interesting to point out here. 
This is not a popular stance. But she's too stupid to know that. She's basically admitting something that nobody likes in New York. She is going to get killed in this election. I also want to point out that the reason a lot of old people died was not because their doctors came in and they had COVID, but because their predecessor stuck COVID old people patients into the old folks' home in the first place, killing about 15,000 old folk, and then lied about it. Oh. I just The lack of understanding on what the people think is just amazing from the Democrats. Well, here's John Fetterman again lying about fracking in the most nonsensical way only he can do with his brain damage. Here he is. And I play, yes, I have played this before. You, you're not hearing things. Here he goes. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with that guy's melon. We should elect him president. Why not? I mean, he makes about as much sense as a current president. And by the way, this is why the internet sucks for these people. Because once you say something and it's recorded, guess what? It never goes away. He, Fetterman is against coal mining. He's against fracking. He's against drilling for oil. He's against drilling for natural gas. He's against nuclear. He said it all his life. But... A month before, or two weeks before the election, suddenly, he's a big fracking supporter. Well, guess what? The internet doesn't forget. We already know that's all BS. Everyone who listened to that knows it's BS. Including people who supported him. By the way, he's going to lose that election. Right now, it is a st statistical tie. I'll tell you, the Pennsylvania, in case I f you forgot... Uh, let's take a look at what Pennsylvania is looking like. Oz has is down by one point, is down by one point in that poll, but it is within the margin of error. So the chances are he's actually up on that. Uh, and there are other polls. Let's see, November 3rd, let's take a look. Yeah, there are other polls that actually have Oz up. So that I think Oz is going to win. I think Oz is going to win that race. So here we go with, here's Brittany Peterson, who is running for a Colorado House seat. And again, this is the same garbage these guys just can't get off of. Okay, before I get to the issues, I just want to point out, I couldn't vote for this gal simply because she is the ultimate stereotype. She's a blonde chick named Brittany, and she's stupid. So right off the bat, I, I couldn't support her. But the other, thing, the other thing I want to say, Colorado has had a growing drug and homeless problem since they legalized weed 10 years ago. They think the best way to handle these problems is to legalize mushrooms, acid, heroin, and meth. By the way, mushrooms and acid, I think, are on the ballot. I know mushrooms are on the ballot. I think acid is on the ballot also to legalize those two things. 
But again, the Democrats, how, what, how, what, do, how do they deal with, with drug addiction and homelessness? Throw money at it and just make it so that when they, when they OD, they're with somebody while they're ODing. It doesn't fix the problem. So here's Stacey Abrams <laughs> and on why the police in Georgia won't support her. They, she's been very, and you know why the police in Georgia won't support her, but here she is talking about it. I don't know, but maybe calling the police good old boys probably wouldn't get their support. By the way, she was always for defunding them. She's she's going to lose big. She's going to lose by like 10 points. She's already down six. And a lot of folks are thinking it's not even going to be that close. Also, uh, then she can we can start hearing about her for the next four years, complain that the election was stolen and she's again the real governor of Georgia like she had done. Okay, well, here's Mandela Barnes. And Mandela Barnes is supposed to be the up-and-comer for the Democrats in the House. I think there was actually talk about him becoming the Speaker of the House if the Democrats ended up with the House. Of course, they're not going to. But uh, here's what he seems to think. Here's how he seems to think we should handle the influx of illegal aliens. Yeah, well, according to 538, he's down by six, so he's going to be replaced in Wisconsin, which, by the way, I think is actually a pretty red state outside of Milwaukee. So he's probably going to get smoked. And we shouldn't be surprised, by the way, that Democrats don't believe uh, that, that they want to make illegal aliens citizens of the United States, even though they broke our laws to get into the United States. And I've said this before. If you're an illegal alien, you're illegal. You're a criminal just for being here. But the thing is, Democrats don't believe crime is criminal. They believe we should reward these people for breaking our laws and entering our country illegally without any kind of background check. So, yeah, that's not that's not a great platform. Okay, here's um, Senator Michael Bennett of Colorado. And by the way, just to make sure I mentioned it... Uh, uh, the uh, Medela Barnes from Wisconsin. Okay, so here is Senator Michael Bennett of Colorado saying the talk that talk, talking about the Inflation Reduction Act, and I don't know why he didn't come up with a different answer because even the even the moderator seems to be thinking um, this Re Inflation Reduction Act is garbage. So let's listen to that argument. Mr. Bennett, you voted for President Biden's so-called Inflation Reduction Act. That plan is aimed at reducing carbon emissions by 40% by 2030, expanding the clean energy economy, and lowering health care costs. The Inflation Reduction Act will not, according to the nonpartisan Congressional Budget Office, reduce inflation in any meaningful way. Did Democrats mislead Americans by calling it that? And do you have any concerns that the plan's spending will actually make inflation worse? Uh, I, I don't think we've misled the American people, and I don't think the spending is going to make it worse. Now, I know that a lot of these 
moderators are left lefties. They're actually Democrats. But even this moderator cannot help but say, hey, uh, supposedly this is supposed to do that, but are, did you guys... It doesn't seem like it's doing it. It's not lowering inflation, and it doesn't make any sense that it's not low, that it would lower. How spending a, an additional one point four trillion dollars would lower inflation? That doesn't make sense. You'd think he would have come up with some kind of roundabout way to make that answer work. He didn't. He just said, "No, it's it's not gonna it's not gonna raise inflation. It is gonna lower inflation. We didn't mis mislead you." Well. No, it is going to raise inflation. It's not going to lower inflation. And there is no economically... Economics 101 says spending another $1.4 trillion into, the, into a hot economy is actually going to lower inflation. So he, he's, just, he's just flat out lying. Uh, now, this is an amazing race because the reality is... Um, it's a very blue state, Colorado, and he's only up... He's within the margin of error. So he could very well lose this state. And uh, we're, we're going to see how that works out. So here's Her uh, Kathy Hochul again being completely tone deaf about crime in her own state. And by the way, her, her thing is to go on news programs and talk about crime on, her news pro on news programs. And guess what? In New York, on MSNBC, this Sunday, she got smoked by the MSNBC uh, a reporter basically saying, well, you know, here's the reality. She said, we don't really have a crime problem. If you look at it's gone down, which it has not. We're okay. And she said, no, nobody feels safe in New York. I mean, there are, you know, there's a crime every four hours in the subway system down there, which it's never happened before. Guys who have been convicted of violent, brutal crimes are being released with no bail. That is actually happening. And then committing other crimes. There was one guy who had been arrested 25 times, got out of jail with no bail, and then committed a rape. That's happening in New York. Hell, it's happening in San Francisco. It's happening in Los Angeles. Well, let's listen to her, because this gal, I don't even know why this race is close. I think even New Yorkers have got us, as blue blood as they are, they've got to be looking at her and saying she's just a freaking moron. Let's listen. This governor, who still, to this moment, we're at, what are we, halfway through the debate? She still hasn't talked about locking up anyone committing any crimes. Okay. Anyone who commits a crime under our laws, especially with the change they made to bail, has consequences. I don't know why that's so important to you. All I know is that we could do more. Why is it so important to him? Because people are being pushed onto the subway tracks in New York City. Because criminals who have dozens of felony charges on them are being released without any bail. And then they're committing other crimes. And we're not talking little crimes. We're talking carjackings, rapes, murders, assaults with a deadly weapon. That's what's happening in New York. But she doesn't understand why it's just that big of a deal. Okay, so let's go. Um, by the way, Hochul is losing that race. And she's probably going to get killed tomorrow. I don't think... She's just such a terrible politician. And no matter where she goes, she sounds bad. And it's not just to me, who's a conservative, but MSNBC, CNN, 
they're beginning to question her because those guys live in New York too and they know what's going on. Okay, here's Maine Governor uh, Janet Mills on her firing of unvaxxed nurses. Uh, it's the same old story with these guys, but you should probably hear it anyway. Now, I mentioned we have a lot of questions from our viewers. I want to get to one of those right now. This is from Melissa Brown, uh, no town given. She says, I'm a registered nurse who had to choose between my career and taking the mandated shot against COVID. I've been out of the job I love for over a year now. I'm wondering what each candidate's stand is on this. Governor Mills, she says, in her opinion, the mandate has never stopped the transmission of the virus. And you want me to answer that first, certainly. Look, um, what I say is anybody who has to go into a nursing home or a health care facility, a hospital, wherever, you deserve to be cared for by a person who has been fully protected themselves against contagious diseases. In the beginning of the pandemic, we found people catching the virus in the hospitals some of them getting very, very ill from that, and some of them dying. And the virus was being brought into the hospitals, nursing homes, and healthcare facilities. So based on the best science, the best medical advice possible, and based on the request of the hospitals and, and medical facilities, we did impose a, a work requirement that anybody working in certain healthcare professions be fully vaccinated, as they already are, from other contagious diseases. In other words, I'll do it again, is what she's saying. Now, this is a great political answer because she went around the question. She basically justified her reasoning for firing nurses. By the way, the same nurses she was celebrating six, uh, eight months ago, eight, a year before, as incredibly brave and heroic. So she's celebrating that, was celebrating them, and then fired them six months later because they wouldn't get a vaccine that apparently they didn't really need while they were working. A vaccine, by the way, again, that probably doesn't work or it doesn't work as well as they thought it did and we don't even know the side effects of. Well, well, good news for her. She's up by eight points. She's probably going to win. And you know what? As far as I'm concerned, Maine gets what they got, gets what they want, gets what they voted for. I really don't give a damn. I, it's just, if you, it's like California. California, we get what we vote for. I think California is a corrupt state. I think we our elections are corrupt. I'm voting tomorrow, but I, I don't know why. It's just a waste of time for me to vote. I just know I've got a couple representatives in my... I got a representative in my district I want to make sure wins. That's the only reason I'm voting. And then, of course, I'm voting for not raising taxes because that seems to be something California loves to do. All right, well, here's... Uh, <laughs> Here's Connecticut Senator Richard Blumenthal, war hero, giving his thought on the closing of the XL pipeline. We need to take additional action on the energy front. Keystone is a distraction. When I say that he's a war hero, what I meant was he lied about his service when he was in the military. He said that he was a, a combat veteran in Vietnam or wherever, and... He actually was like a cook or something. So he never saw any action in Vietnam. I'm not even sure he's been to Vietnam. I didn't bother looking up looking him up. I just don't care. But here here's the kicker with his little XL pipeline. Um it's a distraction to him maybe because he didn't really want it, but um it did cost eleven thousand direct jobs. It did 
cost another 60,000 of people to lose some work in one way or another for those that worked indirectly with the pipeline. And it did offer, which by the way, the pipeline would be up for two years by now. It was going to be up like three months after they closed it. And so now instead trucks are driving oil, which I think is causing more damage to the environment. It's taking a lot longer and by the way, that's a real problem when you have a supply chain crisis. You have a Canadian president who doesn't want anybody driving unless they're vaxxed. Yeah, there's some problems with that whole thing. I don't think the Keystone Pipeline is a distraction. I think that's a real problem that we don't have the Keystone Pipeline. How this guy, I swear to God, he's such a jerk-off. How this guy keeps elected, I have no idea. And I'm, I'm just kind of curious to see what Connecticut thinks. Uh, let me take a look at the polls for Connecticut. Boop, 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 Connecticut, here it is. Um, uh, where is he? Blumenthal, he's up, he's up double, he's up by... 25 points. So he's going to win. So they're going to they're going to elect him again. Again, Connecticut gets what they deserve. So, yeah. Okay, here's Beto O'Rourke. God, he's this guy's such an idiot and he's going to lose big. Uh so let's listen to him. He's talking about his thoughts on defunding the police today. Do you support measures to defund police? You have 60 seconds. Of course I don't. And and no one does. Um, no, he does support defending the police. He has ever since George Floyd and the internet is full of sound bites of him stating that. He also wants to take the guns away. By the way, Beto O'Rourke, if you don't know, is running for governor of Texas. He also wants to take away guns from Texas, Texan citizens. How do you think that's going to work out? Well, one poll has him up down by six points. Another poll has him down by 11. This guy's going to get smoked tomorrow. And hopefully he just kind of goes away. For some reason, this guy just continues to hang out in the sphere. All right. So here's uh, Representative Elaine Luria of Virginia commenting on her Republican challenger, Jen Kiggins. Hey, this is this is just a weird thing to say. They just want gas prices to say hi so they can win the election. It's Heather McCarthy who wants to be speaker, who she says she vote for, and go kiss his feet and his drink and every other thing. This is just a stupid thing to say. Nobody kisses uh, Paul uh, Paul McCarthy. Uh, Kevin Kevin McCarthy's ass. Nobody does in the Republican Party. It's never happened. In matter of fact, if anything, matter of fact, it's looking like he may end up not being Speaker of the House when um, Republicans take over. There's a very good chance he won't, because he's not that respected in the Republican Party. He's respected, but not that much. And by the way, she's in a statistical tie, which means she's probably going to lose her seat, because Virginia, which used to be deep blue is suddenly becoming red. They've kicked out half of the Democrats, in, including the governor, in uh, Virginia. So it's going to be interesting. I really want to see what's going to happen in that race. Well, this guy's not ac- not exactly running for, for anything, and he didn't have to debate, but 
I got to tell you, you got to have Joe Biden try and pump out the forces, the Democratic forces to get out there and vote. He was on, yes, on Sunday, he, or Saturday, excuse me, he was out, I believe this is Philadelphia. I don't know where this is. Where does it, where does it say? It doesn't say where he's from. Well, uh, whatever. So he, he goes out there and my God, it was just a disastrous speech. Just a, a horribly disastrous speech. So in this one clip, you can't see what's happening. You should take a look at the clip. Go to dumbassestalkingpolitics.com and take a look at the clip. But he trips over something. And then it, appear, it appears that what he tripped over was his shadow. I, I don't know. I don't know, but you can hear him talk about it, and it actually is just kind of funny. So why don't you listen to this? This year, Big Pharma lost, and the American people won. We put a cap of $2,000 a year on prescription drugs for seniors, no matter what their cost. Two, 10, 12, 15, whoops, stepping on them. There's a, it's black, anyway. Oh my God. It's except on it is black. Uh, yeah, it's your shadow. My God, this guy is, and it looked worse than it sounded. It sounded pretty funny. That's why I included it. But it looked worse than how it sounded. This guy is so done. If they lose tomorrow, if they lose the Senate and the House, this guy, this guy will be out of the White House by November. I say, I'd say tenth. It's so bad. But that isn't the only issue he ran into. Um. Here's one where, again, he just uses this nonsensical reasoning when it comes to guns and why we need to eliminate rifles and stuff like that. I mean, all this stuff is just so stupid, but he keeps bringing it up and everyone keeps saying this is a stupid argument. But let's listen to him talk about guns, I guess. And as I point out all the time, what comes out of a muzzle of an assault weapon is five times quicker, faster than it comes out of a muzzle of another gun. It can pierce Kevlar vest. There's not a whole lot of deer out there wearing Kevlar vest. Look, folks, this is... You know, I never understood this type of argument to vote for Democrats. Do you notice Democrats are always taking things away? They never add, they never expand on things, they never expand on freedoms. Now you can say abortion. Okay, well they want abortion. Well, I mean, yeah, except they're not really expanding on the freedoms of an individual, they're killing an individual. So I have heard that argument before. Well, you 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 want to take women's right to choose. No, I want to take a woman's right, right away to kill a baby. And I don't, I, I don't think that's expanding rights. You're actually taking the rights away from the baby. But they're always trying to take things away. And of course, his entire argument is just stupid. First off, um, what is an assault weapon? There's no definition of assault weapon. An assault weapon could actually be defined as a handgun. Because all weapons are assault weapons. No, a standard bullet fired from... A, let's say even an AK-47 is not going to go through a Kevlar vest. It probably is not. Those are you require special bullets to get through armor. And three, um, deer, it doesn't make any difference that deer don't wear Kevlar vests. That I, I don't even understand that argument. That just doesn't make any sense to me. 
Yeah, excuse me. Anyway, so let, let's come to this. And um, this was a major gaffe that if the White House hasn't walked back, um, they will. This is where he talks about he gets heckled by somebody in the crowd. And he ba- basically lets out the lets out the quiet part. And yeah, he shouldn't have said this. No more drilling. There is no more drilling. I haven't formed any new new drilling. No, I. That was before I was president. We're trying to work on that, get that done. Thank you. Oh, boy. During the worst energy crisis since the 70s, and this guy is openly saying, yeah, we're not drilling. I said we're not drilling, and we are not drilling. And by the way, the oil companies have said they're not letting us drill. We have no oil. These quote, massive profits, end quote, are caused by the government preventing us from drilling. I had an argument this weekend with one of Josie's uncles about this. And I said, you don't realize these people can't drill. They're not opening new refineries. The reason reason they're taking massive profits, and they are, but the reason they're taking massive profits is because they need to store this stuff away for a rainy day because they're not allowed to drill anymore. Texas has more oil than the whole Middle East. If we just drilled in Texas, we would have oil prices down to about $50 a barrel. And Alaska, they're dying to drill because that's part of their economy. When President Trump was president, people were paying us to take their oil. Russia, China, they were saying, hey, uh, minus oil, it's, we had the, the reserves filled. This idiot's knocked it down for the next. Joe Manchin was so pissed off because he's from a coal and oil state. He sat back and said, Joe Biden needs to go out there and apologize for saying that. Joe Manchin, who's a Democrat from a fossil fuel state and voted for his stupid freaking bill, Inflation Reduction Act bill, now must feel like a real a-hole, and he should. Well, anyway, I think I'm going to try and go out and vote today. Uh, We'll see if I'm going to do a podcast tomorrow, because tomorrow really is concentrating on the elections, and I may not go vote today. I may go just go vote tomorrow, but I got a feeling their lines are going to be really long. And then I'll I'll tell you what, if if I find out that I go to the polls and I've already voted, I will do a podcast tomorrow to bitch and moan about it. So I hope you guys have a great day. Talk to you tomorrow. This is Gene, and you've listened to Dumbasses Talking Politics.